0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Turkcast Podcast pregame show. With me, Joe Evan, there I am. Hope you're all doing very well. Yes, we're back on the live. I've not done a live for a while. Um, hope you're all well. Good to see you all in the chat as well. Fingers crossed. Get your comments in. Let us know your predictions for tomorrow's game. And of course, we we'll go into this game on the back of, you know. Better feeling. I think something a little bit more more positive than what we've been feeling recently because, of course, we all left the turf after the draw against Watford feeling down, feeling out. Well, I did anyway. I thought that was it. I thought we were gone, thought we were dead and buried. But, of course, we played very well against Manchester United, especially in the second half. And we managed to get a point against, you know, a a good team. And I know some people are going to pick up a lot of confidence from that. And it's good to see, you know, Veghorst in the second half, you know, come into his own a little bit. I felt that in the game against Watford and in the first half against United. He wasn't playing very well, but I don't, I weren't blaming him for that. I just don't think the team were playing to his strengths. We're still lumping balls up to his head and that's not the sort of player he is. Yes, he's six foot six inches, but you know, he's, he's not, he's not the sort of player you want to, you want to lump it up to his head. Um, so I felt like in the second half, we did, you know, we did play a lot better and I thought we brought Vegos into the game a lot more. Kornay is a concern. He's been quiet since he's come back from AFCON, um, but it is what it is. Um and fingers crossed, you know, he's he's gonna be playing in this game. He's gonna be playing in this game. Um, he, he went off against United, but um Dice has said that he will be ready. It was just cramp. Um, so he is he is gonna be playing in this game. Anyway, obviously, I know, like I said, a lot of people are gonna take some confidence from the United game. Um, but it's a different isn't it? Liverpool are much better. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know big up the, the guests that I'm gonna be getting too much, but you know, Liverpool are much better than Man United. Uh and like I said, it is a pre-game show, so of course we have a guest. So I will bring in now the guest and it is Callum Sanderson and he's from Team Coppish, your YouTube channel. How are you doing, mate?
1: Not too bad, brother. Thanks very much for having me.
0: No, oh, thank you for coming on, mate. I really appreciate your time. Um, so, yeah, let's look ahead then to tomorrow's game because, of course, um, kick off tomorrow, two o'clock, isn't it? What are your, what are your yeah. feelings ahead of the game? Obviously, you boys, I would presume, are going to be going into it quite confident.
1: Yeah, so I'm confident going into the game, but not not arrogant about it because Burnley are a team that can cause us problems in particular I mean obviously you took points of you you broke our Anfield run last season you were the one that really started that catastrophic run of not winning at Anfield for what six games I think it was on the bounce um but we have a decent record against you guys but we never really make it easy for ourselves sometimes and as you said, obviously, Verghorst, Corne being available for this game, they're two players I look at and I think, yeah, they are capable of causing us trouble, especially if Corne plays on the left. It's a big arc for Trent and it's it's going to be a battle on that side because if Corne kind of holds his ground and cheats a little bit in terms of not tracking back, then that's going to make Trent ask some, que- ask some questions on whether he should venture too far forward and then that could potentially drag our defence over to one side. So it would be interesting to see how the, the tactical battle happens.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because Burnley fans do have a sort of like a thing between Dwight and Trent that, you know, yeah. Dwight always seems to do very, very well against Trent. Like, uh, and obviously that's probably, probably there. Interesting that you mentioned that, like, that little, that little tactical battle. Dwight, you know, can sometimes be accused of not protecting his fullback, i.e., not tracking back. And that might be why he sometimes does quite well against Trent. It's good to see your side of it there. Uh, and Corny, I, I do tend to think that he, you know, I've no disrespect to Dwight, but I think Corny is a, a better technical gifted footballer. So if, <laughs> if you know if Corny if Trent if, sorry if Dwight can do well against Trent then fingers crossed corner can but that'll be interesting how do you see that one panning out then um
1: I literally believe it all depends on how we set up in terms of how defensively smart we're going to be so here's the thing if Matip plays I think Trent's got to sit a little bit deeper I think Matip's our second best defender overall I actually think he's been our best performing defender but if there's anything that Matic doesn't have that, say, a Joe Gomez or Canade has, that is that blistering pace. And if you Trent is going to venture forward, then naturally the whole defence is going to have to shift almost to a three where Robbo either ventures forward as well and Fabinho's got to sit slightly deeper or Robbo sits slightly deeper and becomes that third man in defence when we're defending, if we get caught in a break, for example. If it's Matic playing, then Corne... For me, Trent's got to sit deeper just to protect Matip a little bit more. If it's Canate or Gomez playing, I think Trent will venture forward a little bit more, knowing that Canate and Gomez have the pace to recover if need be. But it'd be very interesting. In a, in a one-on-one battle, going Maxwell Cornet going forward and Trent defending, Cornet has an advantage. He's got good pace, he's got good feet, he's got good trickery, he's got great shot as well. So Trent will have to be on his P's and Q's, but it's, it's whether or not... Daesh will allow Cornet to cheat, stay up the field or not. Because I think if you invite pressure on to yourselves, I think that's where Trent comes into his own and us as yeah. a team, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. It's interesting because I think Burner do sometimes invite pressure, especially against the bigger sides. I think, do you think sometimes, especially in the first half against United, I, I was I felt that we were showing them too much respect. We were sitting back, we were letting them play their game. Yeah. But I think we got away with it. Um, obviously they had two goals disallowed. Um, and they could have easily been 3-0 up by half-time. I was getting text yeah. messages saying, this could be five or six, obviously. It ended up... They ended up... It was weird. United ended up then sitting back against us. It was a weird one. Um, I don't know why. I was speaking to my United fan at work yesterday and he was saying, it's just Ralph all over. He's just just Oli, 2.0. Oh, he just sits back. you know, it, it tries to go mm-hmm. for the, the classic 1-0 after he gets the goal. But it's interesting. We've had some comments. Nathan Woodward says, are oh, you doing a live for tomorrow's game? Unfortunately not, Nathan. I will be on the game season to get older. So... Uh, horn games, I do struggle to do watch alongs and stuff. Hopefully, I'll get some watch alongs back. I'm always looking for more people to come in about out on the channel. So, hopefully, you know, one day I'll be able to get some um people on to do that if I'm on the game. So, David Ingham says he's got a, a question for you, Callum. He says, 1 1 tomorrow, that's his prediction. Um, I want to know what David's drinking to be fair, but we'll, we'll skip past <laughs> that. We'll get to predictions later, uh, predictions in a minute. He says, What's your thoughts on Klopp's recent praise of Burnley? Is it mind games? Of course, he's asking that because Klopp hasn't been Burnley's biggest <laughs> fan, has he? Let's be fair. Let's not beat around. He, yeah. I won't say he can't stand Burnley. Um, but I remember that time, what was it earlier in the season where we were like, uh, he was really complaining about five subs, uh, the five subs, how we didn't vote yeah. in. And he's out this... of nowhere, yeah, uh, I just out of nowhere I just went, just just take Burnley for example, you know, it's like, why are you picking <laughs> on us? But yeah, <laughs> recently he's been praising us, hasn't he? So do you think it's mind games from clock?
1: Yeah, I do. If I'm going to be honest, I do think it's mind games. Him and Dice have always seemed to have this little bit of bad energy between them. They've never seemed to get on. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think it might be a bit of mind games. Or Klopp just probably thought there's no point just having an enemy for the sake of having an enemy. Let's just get along a little bit. Um, But I do find it weird that he's now praising Burnley when, for years now, him and Dyche have never really seen eye to eye. Yeah,
0: it's mad. It's mad because Dyche apparently was a Liverpool fan when he was younger as well. Yeah, uh, he was I didn't as know well. that. Because so, yeah, I'll be yeah, honest, so- I
1: I kind of do a, I kind of take the mick out of Dice because I can do his voice a little bit, and I always throw shade in in like if he's having a back and forth with someone. Like there was that time where he had the Sky interview or the the press conference, and he just completely ripped into that guy, and I was like, that is rough. And I did like a little parody <laughs> on it and stuff. So I I have a little soft spot for Dice. When I found out he was a Liverpool fan, I was like, okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, you can't tell us you can do a great impression and then and then not do it for us. All right, I'll give, you I'll give it me. a go.
1: Um, you might have to team me up with something, a little conversation starter, and I'll get into it.
0: Um Tell me... tell, Pretend I'm Dwight McNeil and I'm not tracking back. Tell me that I need to start tracking back.
1: Well, Dwight, look, you've got all the talent in the world going forward, but we're playing Liverpool, so if you don't track back, how do you expect us to progress forward with the game? You've got to do your bit, or else we're not going to get any points here. so... They're a great team. You're a great player. Put two and two together. You do your bit and we'll be fine.
0: <laughs> there we go. That's I'm, not bad, mate. That's not bad. I can't do it for long. I don't know how to die. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> good, I, I, noticed, I noticed you were very croaky at the beginning and then the croakiness just stopped. Like, his, his throat must be hurting here. Yeah. yeah, he's killing me. He kills yeah. me. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I know what you mean. I'm surprised Dash does not constantly drink water with his throat. He was thinking <laughs> yeah. he had to throw water constantly down his throat. But anyway, let's get back to the game then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Veghorst, well, you've mentioned Corner and you said you're a big fan of Kornay. Mm. Obviously, Veghorst has come in. I've already said I don't feel we've played to his strengths too much, um, especially in the first half against Watford. Uh, sorry, the entire game against Watford in the first half against United. But second half, we're getting the ball into his feet, which I think is, is what his um, best sort of thing is. What are your thoughts on Veghorst as well? Do you think, were you quite surprised that Burnley signed him? Because a lot of people raise a few eyebrows that he actually agreed to come here. I was very surprised. No disrespect, but a couple of seasons back, Liverpool
1: were linked with him. I think, man, United were linked with him. Like, some of the biggest teams in Europe were linked with him. And then he kind of went quiet. But it, it was almost like Andrea Bellotti um, in Italy. Like, all the big teams were linked with him. Then it's gone quiet. And yeah. the same with Verkhorst. But he's always got good numbers. So it's like, maybe he's just one of those players that almost, like a crouch, you you look at him and think six foot seven. Is he going to suit our style of football? We want to play this attractive type of football. Is he going to blend in? And so I think that's probably what's held him back in his career. But I think it's really, really smart, true business from you guys. Obviously, you, you sold Chris Wood because Newcastle activated his release clause. But you, for me, you've upgraded and you saved money doing yeah. it. So for me, it's a no-brainer. I think it's a fantastic move. And, Again, obviously, you are in this relegation battle, but if you guys were safe in the league and you've got Corne, you've got Verghors, you've got Dwight McNeil, that, that's a strong front three like, to, to go forward. And obviously, you've got to do more to sort of solidify midfield and defence, but that front three is not poor by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting as well, because obviously I've just been on your channel um, and yeah. we were talking about Burnley's relegation battle and you were quite surprised to find out the position that we were in, weren't weren't you? So, obviously, just to reiterate, obviously I know no Burnley fan needs reminding of it, but, you know, there might be a Liverpool fan watching. Currently, <laughs> bottom of the league, won one game all season. Crazy. Uh, that's three games less than Watford and three games less than Norwich City. Um, we have only lost eight games, though, which is the positive, and even Wolves in eighth have lost the same amount as us. Aston Villa in 11th have lost more than us. Uh, even Leicester have lost more than us. So, you know, we actually are a difficult team to beat, but we have a difficult team to to win a game. That 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 sentence isn't it, mate? We find it no, difficult man. to win no, games. No, is what I'm saying. No, um, but uh, yeah. So why were you so surprised then to find when I told you that Burnley only won one game all season and we were rock bottom? But because you
1: you just start to associate Burnley with only winning one game in a season. You don't associate any team with that, to be fair. And obviously, the reason why I think it's gone under the radar is because you've got so many games in hand, but also. As you said you haven't lost as many as a lot of teams in the league as well but to throw it back as well, I think this is what make this is where fans have to kind of wake up and we've had to wake up to it as Liverpool fans. everyone says draws and are much better than a win. really and truly they're not because if you look at Liverpool's record as well, I think we've probably lost or maybe the same amount as city or slightly less it's the draws yes, why so. we're second. It's not yeah, it's not yeah. why it's not the losses so it's the same for you guys you guys are bottom not because you've been getting smashed about it's because you're not winning games and yeah. the draws are what really kill teams in this league it's not the losses cuz every time city have won the league above us where it's been a close sort of um season they've won it because they've drawn less not because they've lost less and i think that's what you're seeing at the moment with burnley if you can turn some of these draws into win, you'll be absolutely fine. But again, it's easier said than done, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so let's get on to that then. Let's I want to know who you think will go down. Do you think Burnley will go down? Let's just look at the form at the minute. Burnley unbeaten in three. You know, we've drawn our last three. Um, obviously, one of them was away at the Emirates, so that was a decent result. And then obviously, another one is at to Man United. Obviously, the one sandwich in between was the Bo home draw against Watford. Um, Watford, they're indifferent. You know, they keep the drew at Newcastle, obviously, they drew at Burnley. Uh, but they've lost three out of the last five. Norwich, they've won two out of their last three, so they're finding a bit of form. Yeah. Uh, and then Newcastle, they've won two of their last two, unbeaten in four. Um, and then just above them is Everton, who've lost their last four. You'll be obviously be enjoying that. Leeds, in fact, they're inconsistent. They pick up good results here and there. The last game, 3-3 three, three at Villa, very good result. Uh, and then Brentford, who've lost, what, what is it, it—the last five at, at least. Jeez, they probably lost more than terrible. that. They, they are in free fall. So it's probably any one of them. If, you know, that can go down. Um, I mean, I, I've said several times about it, it's going down, so I don't want to keep doing it before people just think I'm just missing this <laughs> negative. Um, but who do you think is going to get relegated from the Premier League?
1: So I definitely think Norwich and, and Watford will go down. Looking at the table, you guys are three points behind Norwich. You've got three games in hand. I'm not saying you'll win all three, but even if you've got three draws, you're still above them on goal. Which is very likely. Three <laughs> is draws very likely. is very likely. I'll be honest, I think Newcastle have turned a corner now. I think they'll be yeah. fine. Um, I agree. Everton, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Liverpool, Liverpool fan. There's a lot of bad going on at Everton. I wouldn't be surprised if Everton do get dragged in. But I'm actually probably going to say it'll be between you guys and Brentford. Yeah, I think... I know Brentford have got more points on the table, but you've also got four games in hand on them. And again, you have to win those games. I understand that. But their form is terrible. And it feels as though teams have kind of figured them out. And once you get figured yeah. out, it's very easy to play against you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I quite like Everton. Um, sorry about that, but I, I quite like Everton. I, it would, but it's one of them. there's such a big team. Who have never been in the championship in my lifetime? You know, I'm 34 hmm. now. They've always been in the top division. It would be not funny, but I, you know, it's such a, it'd be such a story if they went down. I don't think they will. I think they'll be okay. I just think they would gone. be fantastic if they went down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing.
0: I, 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 I would if I could choose anybody. I would want Newcastle to go down. I would get. I would choose Newcastle to go down, but I don't think they will.
1: Yeah. Um I I understand the thing is, even if Newcastle go down, I don't think it will really stop their momentum. It will just hold them off for a season. So I I reckon they'll be fine. <laughs> he looks so I said like this Newcastle. happened, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I looks, oh, it happens. That, yeah. The amount of times my little
0: one comes in there, he looks the spitting image of you though. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, I've just can I just talk to my friend for a little bit? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's one of the... I, I would like Newcastle to go down. And I don't... I think they will stay up. Um, Grimieres is a good signing. Um, mm. Trippi is a good signing. I think they've made a mistake by signing Chris Wood. Obviously, I'm not just saying that because he's a Burnley fan. But yeah. um, it's it's one of them. I think they've strengthened us by doing it. And I think they will eventually... I think I think they'll stay up is what I'm saying. Um, I'll just buy myself a bit of time while I got rid of it with the YouTube kids. <laughs> no, I, not gonna I'm lie. not going
1: to lie. I when I heard that you were selling Chris Wood I was like that's weird of Burnley and when I heard Newcastle activated his release clause and it was 25 mil I was thinking come on like again no disrespect to Chris Wood but you can get other strikers you you could have got Vercho. Like, exactly. If you want if you want a target man you could have got him for a fraction of the price and you could still strengthen in other areas. For me as you said I think they tried to play 4D chess but I don't know if he's working out for them because you signed a better player f- on probably lower wages for less money and you're a better team for it in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well like like have said several times we do need him to to hit the ground running. Um mm. and I feel like we needed him to you know maybe pick up a goal. If he can get a goal tomorrow, you know even if we get beat 3-1 and he gets a goal, you know it's going to give him the world of confidence. Um we have had a comment on Twitter about your uh, Daesh impression. Uh, it's off Richard Hardcastle. It's a shame you didn't put it on YouTube, Richard, because I've only just seen it and I would have put it on screen for Callum, but I'm going to tell him anyway. He says the impression was more Tommy Cooper than Sean Dyke. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> uh, but let's talk about the game then again. Then like, what sort of like Liverpool side um are you expecting uh, Klopp to put out tomorrow? You, you think being a Burnley fan, you'd think you would expect him um to pretty much go at us from, from minute one, you know. Because we're obviously going to sit back, we're going to try and defend and then maybe hit you on the counter or hit you with a set piece. Um, so if I was a Liverpool fan, I would want Klopp to go at us straight away and then try and, uh, and put the game to bed in the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I reckon I reckon our starting lineup would be Ali, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson and then Salah, Jota, and Mane, I genuinely believe we will try and dominate the game from the first minute. I think we'll try and pen you back as much as possible and avoid the counter-attack. Now, the high line that we play comes under scrutiny, but um, it was very interesting. Because I can't remember who I was speaking to about this, but statistically, we've caught more teams offside than any other team. So the high line does work. It's just, yeah. it gets highlighted when someone breaks your side trap. Or yeah. when play is allowed to continue and then the referee or assistant raises a flag 10 minutes after it should have been called offside. Yeah. But um, we have to be very, very on point with how we defend against you guys. But I actually believe we'll try and dominate the game. I think we'll try and get a goal within the first 20 minutes. And I think if we can do that, I think you'll set the tone for the rest of the game. I think it'll be very difficult for you guys to get back in the game if we go a goal up in the first half.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the high line, I think, will work very well against us because we just we're just not fast enough. You know, we will try and hit you on the counter, but it's it's one of them. If you have a high line, you know, even if we do get in behind it, chances are you'll probably catch us back up. To be honest with it, with the pace that we have up top, but it's interesting because Dash, I changed the, the strike force recently for the Man United game. He's normally mm. been playing Corney and Wood, so we were expecting Veghorst uh, and Corney, which I think he did against Watford. He did. But then for the Man United game, we put Cornet down into the left and brought Jay in. We then went 4-3-3, I felt, in the second half. Again, I've seen nothing online to confirm that. This is just what I yeah. thought. I put it in my post-game um, 60-second review. Um, I just felt like he just... When United had the ball, especially when De Gea was taking kicks, there was three players at the top rather than just the, the two. So yeah. I, I, I feel that Dice said maybe not necessarily go to a, a solid four three three. But he told Corney to push on a little bit more, especially when Burnley were out of possession to try and win the ball back a little bit easier. So it would be interesting to see what he does. I think 4-3-3 against Liverpool would be suicide though. Um yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, the high line that is uh, interesting as well. Um, I want to talk about Liverpool as well a little bit. Obviously, I've got you here, so we might as well. Yeah, what are your perfect. ambitions for the season then? Because as an outsider looking in, you've got a game in hand on City, but you know, you're nine points behind them. It is, you know, February. Can you can you see them catching them? I, I think it's done. I, it's not done. There's still a title race on. Obviously, you win the game in hand. The gap's only six points. So I think if the gap is six points, all it takes is one slip up from City, then it's into three points. So of course, it's on. Yeah. But um, what 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 do you think? Do you think you can catch them? I'm probably the
1: worst fan to ask this because I'm a very greedy fan. I want every single trophy. Uh, I do. I just, I'm one of those guys um obviously we're in the final of the carabao cup i think we will edge chelsea out in that game but i think it'll be a really tough game fa cup the draws have been quite nice to us so far so if the draws continue to be nice i think we can make a run and potentially win that cup as well champions league we always have a special affiliation with so i think we've got a good chance in that as well i'll be honest i've said this for a long time this league's not over in my opinion City are a phenomenal team. Like I take nothing away from City; they're absolutely amazing. But as you said, our game in hand is against Leeds at home. I expect us to win that game. Yeah, you should. Um, That'll drop it down to six points, providing we, you know, win the games before that as well, and City continue to win their games. I think we still have. Well, not not. I think we still have to go to the Etihad and play them. Granted, we haven't got a great record in the Prem against them, but you know records are there to be broken, as you guys did to us last season. And I think yeah. we are the one team that City really have to be on their P's and Q's with when they play us at the Etihad. And I think with the sign of Diaz, I think it gives us an option that we didn't have before. I'm not giving up this title race. I think it will go down to the wire. I'm not saying we'll win it, and I predicted City to win at the beginning of the season. I'm far from giving up, though. I think we've really got a chance in this.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Like, I, I do agree. Like, I, I do think City will win it, but I do agree. You win that game, and it's down to six points. And at six points, anything can happen. All it takes is City mm. for one slip up, and then it's three. And then obviously, like you said, you have still got to play him, of course. Yeah. So then you win that as well. Like, that's that's down to zero. Obviously, as a neutral, it'd be good to see a better title race than, than nine points. Yeah. Um, what about Chelsea? Do you think they're out of it then? Because they've, they've, you know, they started the season well. They were even second for a bit, weren't they, I think? And But their form seems to have fallen off a cliff, only with one of the last five.
1: Yeah, I couldn't... So, I'm not a massive Chelsea person, but I can sympathise with them because I understand what they're going through. Because we went through it last season when we lost all of our centre-backs and then subsequently lost midfielders, etc. Chelsea's system heavily relied on the athleticism and the play of Reese James and um, Ben Chilwell. Losing those two players has been detrimental to them because the backups they have in either Azpilicueta or whoever plays on the right and Marcus Alonso just aren't up to standard of the other two. So I think that's what's really halted Chelsea, plus a few silly results here and there, but that's to be expected in the Premier League. I don't think Chelsea have a chance in the title race. I think they'll finish third and I think they'll finish third comfortably
0: but I don't think yeah.
1: they'll get close to us or see.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Afternoon, Phil. Good to see you in the chat, mate. Unfortunately, you have joined us, I'm going to pretty much start wrapping up, but obviously we're live on YouTube. It stays on YouTube. And of course, if you want to listen to the podcast, the podcast will be up pretty much as soon as it's physically possible afterwards. Um, I want to talk to you about 4th as well, just because, you know, obviously you, I know you don't have a horse in that race, really, other than probably yeah. not wanting United to win it, uh, yeah. to, to, to get it. <laughs> Um, who do you think is going to do it? Because I, I do think United will get it. I, ju- I know they were poor against us in the second half. They are currently beating Southampton 1 yeah. 0. Um, so that will help them. I just think West Ham aren't good enough. I'd love, honestly, I'd love, if I w- want to pick a team to do it, I'd want West Ham to do it. Just because, again, the story and a new team in there. Mm. Um, Arsenal, I feel, are too inconsistent. Tottenham, I think, is probably, I thought, was their biggest threat until they've lost the last two. So it's, it's, it's it seems like there's, Four teams there that just don't want to finish fourth. You know, that's how bad all their form is and how different they are. But I think eventually United's quality should shine through and they should get it. What do you think? I,
1: I agree with you. I think with Tottenham, Conte is the best manager in that race. Yeah, I think he's I better manager than Ralph, better manager than Moyes, better manager than Arteta. Um, but his squad just haven't seemed to settle in jail yet, especially in regards to the players they brought in. They've got to hit the ground running. I think Conte takes a bit of time to get in the rhythm. I think we saw that at Chelsea as well. It took him a bit of time to get in momentum. But once he gets into momentum, he's hard to stop. Um, So I don't think... I think this season might be a bit too early for Spurs. Arsenal, they are beating, quote-unquote, the lesser teams of the league. But when they come up against strong opposition or an opposition that don't show them any sort of respect, they struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. I think they did they beat you guys one-nil earlier on in the season, didn't they? Very yeah.
0: very early in the season they beat us one 0 It was an order oh, guard free lucky. kick.
1: They were yeah. so lucky in that game. I they defended quite
0: clip. well, but we, again it was a similar issue then for us that it is now. We just didn't create enough. You know, it, it, yeah. it, if it wasn't for that free kick, we'd have still been playing now and it's still been 0 nil They just well, didn't the scoring saying, in the month of Sundays.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean I don't expect Arsenal to get um and then West Ham, West Ham are the team I'd love to get. But again, I don't think they will I just, There's I not enough depth, depth, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah the there's not enough depth. depth, depth. There like the others. And Antonio's goals have dried up a little bit as well, which doesn't help them. So I, I do think it will be United. Um, I, I think it is a quality thing. I don't think it's a tactical thing or them being much better. I just think they've got
0: slightly more than the other teams. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Finally then, we'll get on to predictions. Of course, we've already had one from David Ingham. I'll just pop it on screen again. He says at 1-1 tomorrow. Of course, we've already answered that question if you're still watching, David. I've just given a prediction on Coppish. I'm not one of them that's then going to come on my own channel and go, oh, no, we'll win. I think we'll win quite easily. <laughs> no, we will We will lose tomorrow, unfortunately. I think it's going to be 2-0 to, to Liverpool. Phil's gone a bit more positive, I think. Could have call that more positive? 3-1. At least we're scoring a goal in Phil's prediction. Yeah. Uh, Callum, though, what are your thoughts, predictions for tomorrow's game?
1: Um, I think it'll be 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I do think we'll get, um, I won't say an early goal, but I think we'll get one in the first half and then... I think we'll see out of the game and, and add a few more in a second. So I think 3 0.
0: Yeah, is, I, I just want us to show a bit of fight. You know, I think there's been games where we just haven't been fighting. The Man United game, we seem to show that fight again. If we go down and lose 3 0 tomorrow or 3 uh, 1, and, you know, there's a bit of fight in the lads, I'll be happy with that. I, I'll yeah. take that definitely. Um, it's. It, I just feel like there's been games, like I said, where I, I don't feel that we have been playing with fight um so it's you know i would I'll, I'll just take that all day long if we get that back now but um just before we do go do you want to give everyone a chance uh to, to sorry tell everyone where they can find you and where they can follow you and where they can watch your content
1: sure thing so on all social media platforms my personal handle is at callum sanderson um and then you'll find me on various youtube channels but mainly on um, team copy. so that's team and then k-o-p-i-s-h and then, yeah, you'll see me doing stuff with Fans Bet with, with Joe as well. So,
0: yeah, 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 we are obviously close on the same Fans Bet family. If you are a, yeah. a regular watcher or a regular social media follower, you will have seen the stuff that, that I do regularly for, for Fans Bet. Callum does just as much. Um, so, you'll see Callum yeah. on there quite a lot as well. But, yeah, Callum, thanks for joining me. Um, Pleasure. Are, you you, up, are you heading up tomorrow or are you, are you watching it on the box?
1: And, uh, I've got to watch it at home. I don't know if I'll get up to the to Anfield this season from now to the end of the season it's just been a manic year obviously I'd like got two little ones I've got a six month year old and obviously film with Coppish and my day job and two young kids yeah, yeah I might have to yeah. pause a little bit and then go up next season
0: yeah I feel your pain the boy of a little toddler who everyone was watching earlier managed to get a glimpse of you can just see his tall there you'll see his tour, see his tour yeah. on the, in the <laughs> office on the office set here behind me so I do feel your pain but like I said thanks for coming on mate Hopefully, hopefully we can link up again next season but I might I be hope. hitting up some championship content creators but we'll see <laughs> but like I said thanks for coming on I really I appreciate it you,
1: Sports Social Podcast
0: Network With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere